Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. Hi, right, mate. Hello, mate. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank How you. was your Christmas? Uh, yeah, it's grand. Yeah? Yeah, grand. Does Santa bring you nice things? Uh, yeah, it did, yeah. Santa brought me some quite nice stuff, uh, mostly clothing or climbing related. So, mm-hmm. you know. Old man now, aren't I? <laughs> the problem is like when you when you get to when you get to thirty two nearly, uh, you suddenly realise that all the things that you really value are really practical. Oh yeah. Um so I got like a a gym towel. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it's one of my best presents. <laughs> I used it I was like quite excited about using it today for the first time. I was like, Oh, test drive. Yeah. Lovely yeah. stuff. A test drive. Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> test drive. Uh got a hammer. Nice. What kind of hammer? Yeah. Oh, it's got, uh, it's, I actually read it, it's like a transformer hammer because it, uh, you can unscrew the top and mm. then it's like there's a screwdriver in there. What? There's a screwdriver in the handle. It's like a, a Swiss Army knife of a hammer. Nice. It's amazing. Swiss or Army like, hammer. like, like blade sword with a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's incredible. Um, and this is the thing is that I think I just spent all of my life now being like, oh, yeah, that's really this is useful. And yeah. therefore, I like it. And now anything frivolous, I'm like frivolous waste of time. Get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, no, minimalist my, life. One of the best presents I got this year, not only was the uh, knitted sweater that my mum made me, mm. which was lovely, but also I got loose leaf tea and a tea strainer. Oh, see, I'm so excited for it. And like Delightful. my in-laws got me this giant box of um, Japanese food items so I can make ramen. Ah, see, that's great. Because yeah, I was like looking on Twitter and stuff over Christmas, and I saw like like Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, obviously like massive Disney fans, mm, big nerds. big nerds, and they had the picture of their like Christmas, and like behind them was just all toys, and I was like. <laughs> children <laughs> absolutely get a hammer get a hammer <laughs> get something practical in your pathetic life. <laughs> get a hammer get some driving lessons i don't know what you need <laughs> <laughs> that was great uh, what did you do for new year uh new year i went to a pub around the corner from my house that i haven't been to for a while um hadn't really been there over the festive season but it's like it's near the riverfront uh, in in deptford um so it's like on a road that cars don't go down so basically mm-hmm. they've taken over the whole street um and it's all christmas lights and big christmas tree and they've got like multiple christmas trees sticking out the front of the building and then like it's all really nicely done inside went there and they had a band and they were playing like covers but they were like they were really good because they were it was just a guy one guy playing one of those like boxes that you drum on oh yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever they're called a cajon uh and then um guy on the rhythm guitar and then singing um, and they were just doing covers, but they were taking requests. So they ended up doing like a cover of Shares Believe nice. and things like that. And I was like, this is this is top quality stuff. Yeah. And then they had they had a little fireworks display as well at midnight. So we just ended up staying there all evening and making loads of friends who were 
average age 65 i think nice yeah it was great good stuff mate mm -hmm. well we got this uh rusev hey to read out before we get into the main show this comes in from joseph who says hi luke and whomever else is co-hosting alongside you today hey. it's laurie uh i have a rusev hey for you it involves me traveling on the same flight as the smackdown crew a few weeks ago i had no idea i was on the same plane until i started seeing wrestlers boarding the flight the pure shock when i saw dolph ziggler find his seat a few throws in runs in front of me eventually the plane started filling up and the seat next to me had not been taken. Behind me came Alexa Bliss, who softly spoke, excuse me, as she squeezed by me to get into her seat. I was in pure shock. I instantly knew I was going to be sat next to Alexa, Alexa Bliss for the next two hours. I was screaming with excitement in my head, but I knew I needed to keep my cool and not mm. come across as creepy. Think about cold showers. <laughs> cold showers, cold showers, cold showers. I would have just leant over and gone like, Goofy movie is the best Disney movie, <laughs> which would have been the creepiest thing possible. Oh, yeah. Or I would have seen if I could you find could, You could do it without whispering, I think. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> By the way, I also think that a Goofy movie is the best Disney movie produced in the 90s. There you go. Um, anyway, Joseph said, I decided the best approach was to pretend like I didn't know who she was and I just engaged in small talk. Oh. Do you? I, I've never understood this. Talking to strangers on planes. No. It's never happened to me. I've never done it. Who? Who? I mean, I have done it. What engage like, with small have, with strangers on an airplane? Small talk with strangers. On Did planes. you instigate it? No. Oh, okay. it just sort of like that, I was going to say you know that would it, really you know, surprise you know me. When it just happens and it just is like you something happens that everyone sort of ends up commenting on and then you end up in a conversation. Mm. Usually that it's not like a you know, something fell on the floor and everyone goes, whoop, and then you end up being like, oh, that fell on the floor, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was on the floor for a bit and then we picked it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. All that goofy movie's the best in I think I'm just like, I sit down and put my headphones in. I'm like, I'm shutting all of you out now. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm in yeah. this tin tube with you all now. You give me all your germs for the next three hours. Well, that's it. Um, I have to say for a solid 45, um, I have to say from our solid 45 minutes talking on and off throughout the flight, she came across as a really sweet uh, woman, very charitable and hard work, ba uh, hard working based on me peeking at her notes about ideas from what I could tell. Mm. He says here, I know that I was very naughty. What ideas is she writing down on a piece of paper? Oh, I don't know. Coffee. Moments of bliss. <laughs> yeah, she's written down bigger cups. <laughs> <laughs> bigger cups equals moreover question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but essentially. N nudity question mark. <laughs> Thumbnail. Yeah. Uh, but Being eventually. <laughs> Some of her finest work. But eventually, I told her I knew who she was, and she laughed because she knew I knew who she was for some reason. Never figured out why. I referred to, I referred to biscuit butt halfway through the conversation and didn't realize it. Oh dear. Uh, but moral of the story: don't lie. And I know Pixar. It didn't happen. And he has got a picture of him with Alexa Bliss on his flight, where he's cropped himself out of the photo. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah. So actually. Don't know if that's really him. No. Could have taken that from anywhere. It's just a slice of someone's face in that. <laughs> could be anyone. Oh, that's lovely though. That is nice. Yeah, I don't think if I was sat next to Alexa Bliss on a flight or any WWE star on a flight that I would say, "Oh, hello." I think I'd ask I'm... to move. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sat next to I'd Seth just, Rollins, and I'd he's just, just not like, cool. I'm yeah, just, I can I, just, I move, well, please? Look, I just, I just hope he hasn't seen any of the things I've been saying. I need to move. I just really, really need to move. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into the show itself because it's not anything WWE related. It's Wrestle Kingdom tomorrow and Sunday, and me and Laurie are going to give our predictions for the show. Here is our prediction show. through our Wrestle Kingdom 14 predictions and then dive into your Patreon mailbag questions. I like the fact that you think there's going to be time for a mailbag. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Wrestle Kingdom for five days now because yeah. there are so many matches. Yes, yeah, so we've got two days worth of pay-per-view to cover and in order to try I'm, and I'm say... I'm sorry, Japan. That's too much wrestling. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, doing the live reactions for the Saturday mm -hmm. show. You're, no. you're effectively doing the pre-show. Yeah, the really long multiple hour pre-show yeah and then yeah, yeah. me and ollie are going to come in on sunday which i believe the show starts at 6 a.m which means we'll be out of here by UK 4 p.m on monday yeah that's great yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we all yeah 4 p.m monday next year <laughs> yeah. wrestle kingdom just in time for wrestle kingdom 15 <laughs> there were two okada matches that is 
Two hours of wrestling itself, Luke. So we've got two days worth of wrestling to cover. So we're not going to do every single... We're not going to do all of the eight-man tags on the cards. Mm -hmm. If you are part of our Wrestle League predictions on Patreon, you are predicting on those. And we have all done predictions on those. But for the sake of keeping this video as short as relatively possible... We're just going to do, like, as soon as the title matches start. Yeah. And I know there is, like, some really big storyline stuff with the Bullet Club and Suzuki Goon, possibly becoming Sabre Goon, a lot of predictions around that, and the two retirement matches for Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of time, we're just going to kick things off on day one with the stardom match. Mayu Iwatani and Arisa Hokushiki versus Goila and Hana Kirim- Kimura. I'm sorry, Kimura. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, very badly. I also should probably get is up... It Julia, or is it... It, it could well I be, yeah. I, my stardom knowledge is not huge, but I did know I went with um, Iwatani's team. So I think I'm going to go with Iwatani as well. Uh, there's not really much, like, beyond three of them being quite big names in uh, stardom. Mm. That's pretty much the story of the match. And then Julia is a recent signing, but she is quite controversial when she left where she was before. Oh, and right. And turned okay. up the day after that she'd quit. Oh. And so then she was being called Judas uh, by everyone. That's obviously, cool. obviously, there's another Judas on the card. So <laughs> that's important. Okay, well, that's interesting then. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think this is really, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like uh, that we're getting this starter match at Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm really excited for it. It's on your day, I think. Mm-hmm. It's on, yeah. So I, I, I think it's a really, really cool thing that we are getting that. I am just I'm going to grab our predictions form that we've done that Andy made because I've actually forgotten half of the predictions that I've made. <laughs> well, not that I've forgotten. That's why I'm doing this first and then after I'll do yeah. that. So I'm just getting them up now so I can remember. Right, where do we get to? Where do we get to? Who's the first match, mate? Uh, give us the first match. It is the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama and Tonga. Uh, sorry, Tonga Loa. Dearie me. Tanger and Tama. Tanger and Tama is what I was trying to say versus Finn Juice of Juice Robinson and David Finlay for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Finn Juice. I've gone Finn Juice as well. Finn Juice, I feel like a lot of people are picking Finn Juice because I think a lot of people aren't particularly enamoured with G.O.D.'s current title reign. And they're like, maybe a breath fresh air is what we need here. Well, I figure I went with Finn Juice because of uh, Dave's return. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Dave returning and, and, you know, coming back into the New Japan fold yep. just feels like this is an, a good time to put the titles onto them. Although Juice is, you know, he's up for double championships this weekend because so he's I on day that, two. So that is the thing. If Finn Juice win here, Juice gets the US title shot on the second day, on day two, yeah. Against either Mox or Lance. Archer. Uh, who, like, that probably means that Juice isn't going to win that match. Which is weird. In, by I, this prediction, because there's already a couple of double championships on the line. I've actually got Juice down. Have you? To win the title. Because you're, I, I feel like this... Double, double champion. I'm double juicing. I, I just feel... <laughs> I just feel like this whole, like, this... This, this is a completely different Lance. It's Armstrong, isn't it? <laughs> the double juicer. <laughs> I just feel like this whole US title thing has been really, like, for Juice to get back the title. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I have gone double juice. Um, speaking of, actually, on day one, Lance Archer versus John Moxley for the IWGP United States Championship. So I've the, gone... the winner of this match is going to go into day two to defend the belt against Juice. I mean, so, like, the outside wrestling view is that Rene Young's gone over. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like you'd go over to Japan for one day. Um, yeah, I'd go so, for, I mean, I'd, I'd go, I've just come back. It was I'd, a long yeah, old fight. I'd go for two. Yeah. Um, so, like, Mox here. You're going with Mox? But also, because I think this then, if Mox wins here, Juice is day two. This is the match that was meant to be booked, and Mox had to... Like be stripped of the title because he couldn't turn up because he was he was ill, wasn't he? At the no, time. it was, was the um, uh, it was the, the was it the ash clouds and stuff that they couldn't get the flights. Oh, yeah, he couldn't get over. Like so that? like he he got taken off the card and then had to be stripped of the title. So this is the rematch that's been like long brewing. Yeah, and I think T has to be mocked to win. So I think I've I've gone with Archer, and I don't really have a good reason as to why, but. I just felt, I, I don't know, it, I, I didn't see them doing two days of Moxley. Mm. Like, I, I've heard Moxley, he said in an interview that he'd like to wrestle in New Japan forever now. I think he very much enjoys being over there. Yeah. It's very interesting to note then because he's got that one-year opt-out for AEW. So yeah. come May, he could leave AEW and possibly go over to New Japan full-time. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a very interesting match to keep an eye on, particularly with that possible, when Meltzer was talking about, the AEW-New Japan partnership. Yeah. So there is a lot... At, kind of in play here to lead me towards um, Mox but I'm sticking with Archer because I think the bigger money is in that Archer-Juice rematch and Juice finally beating Archer Mm -hmm. to get that title back 
other than him beating Mox. Mm. So I'm sticking with Archer. Um, right, well, for the Junior Heavyweight Championship, we got Will Ospreay versus Hiromu Takahashi, the returning Hiromu Takahashi. I think it's got to be... Takahashi. It's got to be Takahashi. Got to be Takahashi. He's been on the losing end of the, his last few matches as well. So mm. I think like this is the all building up to a big comeback win. Exactly. The big comeback kid gets the uh, junior heavyweight championship. I think it's, it, for me, this one seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, and then Will Ospreay can shoot off up the card. And I'd like to see him go back. Mm-hmm. like Because he kind of like seemed to escape the, the junior heavyweight division in 2019. Uh, you know, going into the, sort of the never open weight and stuff like that. And I thought we might be seeing... Um, him do the Kenny Omega journey of like, yeah, I, I was a junior heavyweight, but I'm now <coughs> entering myself in the heavyweight division. The Young Bucks did the same thing, getting out the junior tag title division. I'd like to see Will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Will lose the belt here and 2020 be about him going into the heavyweight division so that he can go toe-to-toe with, you know, these guys over either the US title or the IWGP heavyweight championship. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, from the look of his Instagram, he's been working hard on bulking up. So. And, like, the dude's, you know, he's the greatest wrestler on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's I, we said this in our 10 best wrestlers of 2019. I don't think there's a good solid argument to say that he's not the best wrestler on the planet at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. No one has yet to give me a solid argument as to why he's not the best wrestler on the planet. Well, Seth Rollins has something to say about that. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, we've got Jay White, the defending champion, against Tetsuya Naito. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking for this one? Naito. Yeah, I've got Naito as well. I think Naito, I think Naito, spoiler, is going big time. You think he's going double champ? Big, big time for Naito. Yeah. <laughs> big, 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 big time for big, 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 big boy pants on and he's going to be double champ Naito. Yeah, because that has been the, he's been wanting to do that for quite some time now. And it feels mm-hmm. like this has been the, the, almost the culmination of this. Yeah. I do think Ibushi's going to ruin that for him though. You do? I do, but we'll we'll get on to that because we have got for the IWGB Heavyweight Championship, Kazuchika Okada versus Kota Ibushi. Um, so are you going? You've gone Bushi. I've gone Ibushi. Yeah, I've gone for Ibushi on that one. Uh, What are you saying? I've gone for Okada. (gasps) Gone Okada. Yeah. Okay. Logic being that Okada has made it quite clear that he's not interested in the double championship. Mm. Like, he he only cares about the, the heavyweight championship. He's only challenged for the heavyweight championship, basically, since his return. So here, I think this puts more pressure on Naito to have Okada win this match. Mm-hmm. And, like, Ibushi can bounce back, I think, from this. Um, and maybe they'll just do a double G1 win for Ibushi. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be great. Yeah, and then Okada... Okada wins here. That then puts all the pressure on Naito because Naito is now the only one who cares about the double championship. Like, Okada is literally there being like, I'm going to win it. Not just, I'm going to win it just because I have to. Yeah, and I and can. Th- and then, yeah, that just I think that just builds that story better. That is a really interesting way to look at it. Plus, you can build to the rematch of Ibushi Okada for yeah. the title down the line. And I, think I, I, yeah, and I think because I'm backing a because I'm backing Naito, I think also Ibushi winning here and then just losing the night after. Yeah does more damage than him just losing here. It's uh, it's going to be a really fascinating weekend, not just for the sort of storytelling across two pay-per-views consecutively and then going into New Year's Dash the following yeah. day, but also from a Wrestle League perspective, because the scores are quite tight at the moment, but there are 20 points at play here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a That's lot. That's nuts. Mm. But uh, let's move on into day two, where we've got my boy, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonada for the uh, Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. I said to Wally, we were doing our Patreon shout-out videos yesterday when he did his Wrestle Kingdom predictions for one of our Patreon backers. Um, and I said, the saddest thing about this is we're not going to get Chris Roberts as referee. Mm. Do your job, Roberts. <laughs> Do your job, Roberts. <laughs> um, I've, I've gone for Zack. You've gone for Zack? I've gone oh, for a Zack retention. I feel like everyone's gone for Sonada normally, but mm-hmm. uh, I also just want to go for Zack just for, like... I like Zach. Yeah, that's <laughs> so it. I'm just, I'm just backing Zach. I'm just looking forward to him stretching Sonata out. Essentially. Yeah, I and, I, and I really like Sonata. But I, I think realistically, Sonata's going to win. You going with Sonata? No, I'm going with Zach. Okay, go with Zach. I think I think I've actually done myself a disservice here, and I'm giving I'm losing myself a point on purpose just because I want Zach to win. Yeah, it's, it's I don't know what the if you don't believe sometimes. <laughs> yeah, put your money where your mouth is. I don't know if Sonata's got any bookings for Rev Pro coming up mm. with the heavyweight title. And he's appeared quite a lot. He has appeared quite a lot, yeah. But it's, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Zach, although it is because there is all the Suzuki. Hmm. No, and actually, this is why I'm going to stick with Saber Junior yep. because he's the only winner of the group. 
Mm. That's why I'm sticking with Zach. Right, so for the uh, United States Championship, for you, it's going to be Moxley versus Juice. For me, it is Archer versus Juice. Mm -hmm. Try and keep up at home. Uh, I have gone with a Juice win. So Juice is a double champion in your book. In my book. I don't think Juice is going to win. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're going to do a double champion thing. So he's probably. Gonna... Oh no, I haven't. I've written TBD apparently. Yeah, I've, I, I've written Archer. Oh, so you've gone for Archer. Yeah. I yeah. So I'm going to go with TBD. So you're going with well. that. You're going okay. Well, I'm going to put TBD. So TBD I think is better because there's two choices. Mox. So Archer. that's a sixty-six percent yeah. chance rather than a, a, a thirty-three. And we all love that Steiner math. Well, that's it. I love that's <laughs> I, I just love the. I love that math. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think maybe Mox could. Maybe Mox could. Yeah. God, I've gone with... Could win I, and retain. I've already talked myself into it being a juice win. I don't know why I've then picked Archer to retain. <laughs> Did I do this wrong? Have I done this... Have I done form well, I think wrong? you've changed You've changed your mind somewhere <laughs> during the pro this process. Yeah. And it's, it's messed up. That's why I don't do the form first, because I just make poor yeah. choices now. I'm changing it now. Juice. Juice. I'm going back to juice. So you're going for juice. So I'm you going want for juice, juice to be double champion. Well, I do. I like juice. I just think that then dicks on the Naito thing. Yeah, but I'm not Some, going. That, but I'm not going with that storyline. No, it doesn't matter which storyline it oh, is because somebody has to be a double champion, Luke. Well, it's only a tag belt. <laughs> um, I think it counts. Kenta versus Hiroki Goto for the Never Openweight Championship. Uh, Kenta, I have gone Kenta because Kenta is having the time of his life. He is indeed, and he I has been bloody great. love Kenta. He's been awesome. This is again like another. I think a lot of people have also just gone for Goto, but mm -hmm. I'm just. Big Kenta fan. Being with Kenta. Just, like, stick on his side. I'll I'm, back you yeah. wherever you go, friend. I'm going with <laughs> Kenta. I'm getting Osprey in there as well. Uh, right, so our um, we've got three main events here. First up, it is the loser of the Akada Ibushi match versus the loser of the Naito White match. So in your books, it is going to be White versus Ibushi. Yep. And in my book, it is White versus Akada. Sure. Yes. So this is so that would be White versus Akada's big rematch. Yes, this would be yeah. I guess a kind of full circle from Wrestle Kingdom last year. Yeah, um, and um, no, Madison it was, Square Garden. And Madison Square Garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't Wrestle Kingdom. It was uh, yeah. It was the Madison Square Garden show. Yeah, because he went off Tanahashi. Uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm going with Jay White. You're going with Jay White. Okay, so you're going. I feel for... like Abushi's achieved his goal. Um, How am I going to write this down? So I'm going to okay. So you're going for White or Naito? Yeah, Whiteo. <laughs> and I am going. Who did I go for in my predictions? Uh, I've gone for the loser of Akada Abushi because mm -hmm. I think I probably said it was Akada. So yeah, yeah. Akada's not losing twice. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, let's be honest. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, right, here is a really interesting one. It is Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. If Tanahashi wins, he gets his AEW Championship match. Ooh. Big, big time steps. And I've gone for Tanahashi. There's a, so there's another stipulation to this match, is there? Is there? I thought there might have been. Maybe not. I, well, maybe this just leads you down the line of... this. Maybe this is the only stipulation, but this leads you down the line of thinking it's going to be Tanahashi. Because this is where the AEW... Possible partnership. partnership could be yeah. So like we have, and that's gonna be our bonus question. We're gonna to get to in a bit. But for me, I think doing Tanahashi versus Jericho. I'm wondering if they do that at Revolution. Yeah. As so like we kind of like delay the Jericho Mox thing that they're currently building at the moment, and you delay that through to Double or Nothing, which is you know Moxley's mm -hmm. one year anniversary. Um, and you, that's where you do the rematch, or you do that match there. And it, at Revolution, you do Tanahashi Jericho, where Jericho picks up the, the win. Ooh. Mm, I'm going to go Tanahashi as well. Because I, I don't know why you would bother, you wouldn't bother making the stipulation if it's not going to kind of. I wonder if it's just done like, you're right, like, why bother doing it? But I wonder if it's just to add some intrigue into the match. I guess. Which yeah. already had some intrigue in it because it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's Le Champion versus the Ace. Mm -hmm. But having that AEW. Tease in there as well. I guess it, yeah, it depends on what way you think the AEW and New Japan's relationship is going to go. Yeah, and if you're sort of on the side of they are going to have a working relationship, this seems logical. Also, because Mox is there, and that mm -hmm. could this could also then factor into that side of things as well. Maybe Moxley's part of the reason Tanahashi picks up the win. I don't think you'd want to do that with Tanahashi, but well, the interesting side of this is in AEW World and AEW Dynamite, Moxley hasn't decided yet whether he's joining the Inner Circle. Mm. Ooh, oh, yeah. 
And he, you know, you just said yourself then, you're not going to Japan for one day. No, it's, a, it's a long no, old no, flight. So, so long flight. you're probably going to stick around for day two. Could we get some Moxley Jericho stuff in here to kind of fuel further that dynamite storyline? Mm. Light the fuse, so to speak. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going with Tanahashi is to win here. Um, and for the, I, well, it's the dual championship match, the IWGP heavyweight champion, either Ricardo or Ibushi, versus the intercontinental champion, either Jay White or Tetsuya Naito. I have gone for Ibushi. I think he's the golden child, and I think they're <laughs> going to put all of their eggs into that Ibushi-shaped basket. Oh, that's nice. It is nice. I've gone for Naito. Yeah, it's a good shout. It's a, it's a rattier basket. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, very like at Wrestle Kingdom. It's oh, a basket that's likely to also throw the belts on the floor at some point. <laughs> it was, I think it was Wrestle Kingdom 12 when it was Okada Naito. Mm. I was really pulling for Naito to win then. Um, so actually, like Naito winning the belt here would be a really awesome way to close the show, and I, yeah. I, I think I'd be really jubilant for him. I think this is the thing. Both, I think both both Ibushi and Naito have there's so much upside to both of them in this match, and both of them winning. Yeah. Like, and it just depends on which one they're deciding is going to get that final moment of prophecy because it was like Ibushi winning the G1 was always the prophecy and he's done it now and now he's got his title now he's potentially in, in sort of the title picture yeah. and then you've got Naito always being like well I want to be a double champion yeah. so it kind of it feels like you've got two really good storylines to go with just depends on which one they want to go with uh, yeah and I'm feeling Ibushi like yeah, yeah and you know I, I just think that New Japan he, he picked them like and I think that it, in New Japan that that's a big deal that mm-hmm. you you could have gone to the competition, but you chose to stay with them. Granted, they're now possibly forming a partnership with that competition, but I think him sticking that around, I think it was a big deal for New Japan. So which is why I think they have got a lot of a lot of love for him. Mm-hmm. Um, right, well we've got a bonus question to do as well. Oh, Randy, I was hoping Randy would have <coughs> done the uh, update the scoreboard, but he hasn't. So I'm going to do it here instead. Um, let's do our bonus question, which is, will New Japan Pro Wrestling announce a partnership with All Elite Wrestling? So this is on either show, they make the announcement, we're working together. Mm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one because if they just say it in a press release, that doesn't really count because yeah. it was not announced on the show. Well, I'm going to go no. Yep, I've also gone for no. I think they. I think it will be announced. I don't think it'll be announced on the show. I think it's more likely to be a press release from New Japan and AEW make a bigger deal of it on one of their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big dynamite uh, announcement there. So, uh, looking at the Wrestle League scores that we've currently got running for season four, bearing in mind there are twenty points at play here. In first place, it's the loser of season three, Chopper Pete Quinnell, old uh, Tyler Breeze himself, mm. Chopper Breeze. In second place, or joint second, it's me and Randy with 10 points. You in uh, third with eight points. And bringing up the rear, it's Oliver Davis with six, mm-hmm. which I got at, I got more at at Survivor Series. Yeah, so what was what was the last pay-per-view? What's the TLC. Last? Oh, TLC, that was it. Yeah. And so th- these are all matches. This is all from TLC. This is all from TLC. How many matches were there at TLC? 11, well, no, this is TLC, 11, TLC 11 and Survivor points. Series. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's TLC and Survivor Series. But there are 20 points at play here. We've also got Impact's Hard to Kill the following week. And then we've got Worlds Collide and the Royal Rumble later this month. So season four is going to have like this very big finale. Mm. And it really is going to go... I I think this... These two shows might already determine who's losing. Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping it's Ollie. <laughs> yeah, I do too. He makes the best videos. Um, right, well, those are our Wrestle King. Sorry, those are our Wrestle Kingdom predictions. And he said Wrestle Queendom for a second then. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon and leave a comment in the community tab. Do not email me, I will just lose it. Or don't send us a message on Patreon, I'll also lose those as well. Just leave it in the community tab, labeled mailbag. That's where I go to check. Uh, this first one comes in from Abnehav. This is one I think we tried to read out on the Christmas show. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we tried to do some questions? No. No. Anyway, <laughs> Abnehav says, hi lovely guys. And Andy, uh, I saw online a lot of people uh, became happy when NXT beats AEW, and I personally am very happy. I thought it's because of my NXT bias or something else, and then I realized it's not my bias. Hear me out. From the time Dynamite was launched, they have taken their fair shots at NXT, calling it developmental, not having stars and whatnot. NXT has never responded back. WWE did an NXT as a separate universe. So in this storyline, it made NXT an underdog going against big names like Jericho, Omega, Rhodes, etc. Now, whenever NXT wins, I think it's an underdog victory, and I always love underdogs stories do you guys also feel the same or is it just me love your fan laurie's num- love your work laurie's number one fan abner have uh i uh, bearing in mind as well like things like calling that was the xt developmental thing was a character that had lost their mind mm. when they said that i think a lot of people really misunderstood omega uh, omega's comments mm. when he kept calling it a, a developmental also it was done as a joke yeah um in the same way that Triple H calling it a pissant company at the Hall of Fame was just done to pop Billy Gunn and to pop the, you know, because he was on stage with him and to pop the internet marks. Be like, oh my God, Triple H shoots on AEW. Yeah, he's just winding up his mates. Exactly. They're all just friends <laughs> yeah. winding each other up. I think, that, I think, yeah, I guess like, I think I was happy when NXT beat AEW in the ratings, sort of. I don't, I don't really care about it's the really ratings. Exciting. I don't think, I don't really think it matters. I think both are doing basically exactly the same mm-hmm. on Wednesday nights as it is. So they're, they, and they are better than Raw and SmackDown. So we live in a world in which ratings don't matter because Raw and SmackDown get higher ratings than NXT and AEW. Yeah. And that is the, the inverse of what the world <laughs> should be. Yeah. Lana and Bobby Lashley getting married Got yep. more ratings than AEW and NXT, which get more ratings probably than NJPW. Yes, like, 100%. It, do, and yeah. it, 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 we're just on a trickle down. Like The best wrestling is not being watched by the most people. No, exactly. The casual fans want to see yeah. Jerry Springer style wrestling at wedding angles. And that's fine. That's fine. That's, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. Exactly. Um, Ikarak, uh, Irakli, sorry, I do apologize. Uh, would you rather watch an episode of Raw produce, uh, produced by George Lucas or a Star Wars movie directed by Vince McMahon? Star Wars, Vince McMahon. Yeah, I think I'd love I to watch a Star Wars movie. Insane. Yeah, they're all lesbians now. Yes. <laughs> also, like George Lucas as a producer does nothing. Yeah. Like George Lucas's whole role in this world is he's an ideas man, and then more talented people turn those into good things. Yeah. I feel there. I think there's a lot of crossover. 
There's mm-hmm. a lot of it's like there's a lot of he kissed her, she did this. Yeah, they're related. Surprise. Yeah, very Vince. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very Vince. I just very think. Vince. And as and you know Vince, you know makes things up as he goes along, just as George Lucas did yeah. with the, you know that original trilogy. So it's really not a lot of difference between the two. No. Uh, Drew Porter, hello all to the Rest Talk crew and the best gal, so Cal Val. My question is, if you could fantasy book any singles match and tag match with any wrestlers and any stipulations, and the wrestlers can be from any era or brand, what would it be? Uh, yours sincerely, Wrestle Talk, uh, Wrestle Talk's Dodo lover, Drew Porter. P.S. I love Dodos because I love Primevals, and that's why I love them. Hmm. hmm. So, uh, if you could book a uh, singles match and a tag match with any wrestlers and any stipulation, and the wrestlers can be from any era or brand, crikey. Uh, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan versus Bret Hart submission match. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Tag match, I would like to see original DX versus Undisputed Era. Mm, That's cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know, singles match. No. Sure. Uh, maybe then again, just Shawn Michaels versus Adam Cole. Let's yeah. just have that. Just go with that. Absolutely. One on one. Flaming Live. Uh, this is a complex question, uh, but I would like to know your opinions. If you had the chance to bring back a TV show that was cancelled and never got an ending, what would it be? Mine would be Sliders or Jericho. And he's got some stipulations here. It cannot be a show that was cancelled after one season. Ah, oh, dang it, that was my answer. What Firefly? No, no, no. I didn't like. I don't like Firefly. That's uh, going to give me some Shut heat. Um, no, I was going to pick Freaks and Geeks. Uh, okay. Love that show. But okay, so I can't pick that then. So it can't be things like Firefly or Constantine or Clone High. It has to have had at least two seasons or more. They had to have had uh, been on a main team. TV channel, nothing that's been on, on like 3 a.m. or something like that. No shows that were cancelled returned on another channel and cancelled again. Rest of Development, Futurama, Brooklyn Nine Nine, I suppose. Uh, he says thanks and have a great 2020. So, some police. <laughs> so, so many rules. A show that was cancelled. Just have freaks and geeks. Yeah. Sod this guy's rules. <laughs> so, Luke, it's it's your world. Just have you get freaks okay, and geeks. Okay, I'm going to pick I'm freaks and geeks. Thanks, mate. Piss off with your rules. It's too much here. It's a game. Um, I'm going to go with, what was that Terminator TV show they had? The oh, Sarah the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, that yeah. one. Because when it did, like, their big season two finale was like, we've time travelled. And then it was like, we're never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, what? But what's going to happen? Yeah. I'd also possibly go for the um, uh, Sat AM, the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, because they had the tease at the end of Metal Sonic and then never followed up on it. Oh. Yeah, at least we think it was Metal Sonic. Anyway, Sean Dunn uh, says, Hope you had a good Christmas, everyone. After watching the pre- uh, prediction video, here's my 2020 prediction. Darby Allen wins the AEW title at All In, and is Darby All In. <laughs> uh, Chris Thorne says, I hope you guys had a lovely Christmas. I can't believe Pete and Jesus share the same birthday. I just remembered, I think my post from late October went unread with the backlog. I predicted uh, then that I think AJ and Cena will have a WrestleMania feud. AJ has been saying that he wants to face a real champion and he was sort of burying younger talent at the time which was completely the opposite of Cena's last US title run where he was putting over younger guys outside of the obvious Kane versus Brock match do you have any predictions for Wrestlemania matches or feuds and the battle royals don't count you cheeky sods I know you thought about it ooh um, I think that AJ Cena thing would be too meta yeah I guess so like Uh, Cena coming back and saying you were burying younger stars which is the opposite of what I was doing you were yeah I think you're more likely to get Cena coming in for a US championship a US title shot against like Andrade now like and building something out of that of again doing Cena's an American hero yeah Andrade he's he's not from America is he I'd actually like to see them do AJ Randy Mm. at Wrestlemania like I I really enjoyed the angle on Raw where they effectively said we're going to have this match at Wrestlemania and I can't have this match now because I'm injured. Mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to play that storyline seriously and take that all the way through to Mania. But I wonder if they're going to do some stuff with the Royal Rumble and then essentially try and get out of the match at Fastlane and Elimination Chamber, maybe put both of them in the Chamber match, uh, to do the WrestleMania rematch from, the, from last year. Only this time the dynamics are reversed. I think they're going to do a triple threat intergender match between Bobby Lashley, Rusev and Liv Morgan for, <laughs> for Lana. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I think I, I think I said on the Raw episode it would be an intergender tag match yeah. of Rusev and La, Rusev and Liv versus Lana and Bobby, but I think your idea is better. Yeah, uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Austin Tussie, you said she's hanging from above <laughs> the rope, above the ring. And she's in the, ca- the, she's in the shark match. cage. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, she's hanging from the title. Thing, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Austin Tussie says, Hi, guys. After the controversy surrounding the Lana wedding, speaking of, who do you think would have been a good surprise person to break up the wedding? Uh, I think it would have been a good idea for it not to be Rusev at first as the twist, but obviously not the direction they went. I'd say Aiden English would have been fun. Imagine the pop when they uh, s- uh, say, You speak now or forever, hold your peace, and Aiden goes, <clears throat> Uh, thank you guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I think Aiden would have been way better than. I, th- well, I think yeah, I think Aiden, Leo, like they, they should. I think there should have been like, why were those seats never filled? Like, they did say because they don't have any friends, right? So they have they don't have any guests at this wedding because no one likes them. I yeah, but I just think they should have had. Like I think guests is more fun. I think yeah. guests would have given you much more options for people to object and walk out because then you'd have this like crowd of faces that the cameras can pan over and you don't know who's gonna mm-hmm. like when they like speak now because when they said speak now forever hold your peace everyone's going okay when's the music gonna play yeah or when's Rusev gonna burst, burst out, out of that cake. cake yeah badly <laughs> uh, and I, yeah I just I just think it would have given them more options and I, they could have it would have made a more interesting segment than this really stilted I'm his first wife. Yeah. Like, it was, it was weird. It was so long and it's, stilted. Yeah. And, and I liked the kind of weird chaos of it, but I would have much preferred a tighter scripted get to the point a lot quicker, yeah. less of Lana's vowels, one maybe? <laughs> Long is definitely the right word yeah. for that segment. Ryan Penn says, Hi all, hope you had a good Christmas and New Year. My question is, would you rather wake up in the middle of an unknown desert or wake up in a rowing boat in an unknown body of water? I'm going body of water. Uh, yeah, I guess boat. Yeah. Um, mostly just because I just think maybe you at least... I guess both you just risk dying of dehydration. Yeah. But maybe I feel like boat maybe is more manageable. Is there not a chance of dehydration when you're next to water? Yeah. Like you would dehydrate because you can't drink... The, if it's like... If you're in the sea... Yeah. You can't drink the water. That's that's true, yeah. Unless you've got a kettle on board. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I guess well... <laughs> Here we go. We don't know what the, we don't know what. I guess the thing is that the boat might come with supplies. Well, this is it. Flaming's question had too many rules. Yeah, yeah. This one doesn't have enough yeah, rules. Exactly. <laughs> like what? What? So we wake up in the middle of the desert, but like in what? Yeah. Because in the boat, like it might be like a canal boat. Yeah. Could be. And you might just be like, cool. Cool. I'm in a wicked really boat. Got a wicked sweet bed. <laughs> you could be on like an aircraft carrier. That's a boat. Yeah. <laughs> I want an awesome boat here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Abraham says, "Hi, Luke and Ollie, or Pete, probably." It's actually Laurie. Uh, here's an idea for the women's rumble. Since Lana has been getting so much heel heat, I think a returning Nia Jax should eliminate her in the most Nia Jax way possible. This is, of course, assuming that the mixed tag match between Lana and Lashley and Liv and Rusev is on for the Royal Rumble show. If the mixed tag is on a different show after the rumble, maybe Mania, then the four should eliminate each other. Nia can become a monster face like Samoa Joe. There's a lot. Of, there's so a, I think he's basically Nia Jax like, eliminates uh, Lana to do a big baby face turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's possible. I, I just... It, doesn't add much to that story. I think Nia could eliminate any other heel yeah. and it wouldn't make any difference. Adding an- adding another person into that storyline is the last thing it needs. Yeah. Uh, Bryn Bogfire says, Hi, Luke and Ollie. And Laurie. Uh, how exactly does NXT fit into the continuity of Raw and SmackDown? Going forward into 2020, where the NXT wrestlers <laughs> will potentially be in TakeOver events and then in main roster pay-per-views on consecutive nights, I think we deserve clarity on this. Survivor Series was confusing enough with rivals at War Games teaming together the next night. And then we... Uh, uh, but then we saw Dunn and Cole selling their injuries from their matches at War Games at Survivor Series. But Damian Priest was part of the NXT men's team, but he had broken ribs two weeks later from his match with Dana Takeover. Shrugging shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to have a good working knowledge of interdimensional travel and the complexities of time travel, so I thought you might be able to help us unravel this mystery. P.S. Luke's head is the best. P.S. I'm having a big one right now. <laughs> um, I don't think they know where the continuity is. I think they're, they're sort of slotting in and being told what to do on the main roster. 100%. And... That was the same when they called up a bunch of guys randomly when Vince was like, get me some of your best guys. Yeah. And, and suddenly Champa and Gargano were teaming together, the thing that they were building up to <laughs> yes. on NXT yeah. and they hadn't done yet. Frustrating. And it, yeah, and it was very frustrating. And I guess like you got to hope that now we're past Survivor Series that the NXT's inclusion in main roster pay-per-views is to have standout matches like Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole that are contained within the NXT universe of storytelling. So you can go, there's this pay-per-view coming up. 
you need to defend your title on NXT TV. We build that match. Yeah. And then at the pay-per-view, they just turn up and do the match. That's exactly it. Yeah. The problem with the Survivor Series storyline is it had to have the brand loyalty nonsense. Yeah. And that's where it completely falls down. That's why you've then got rivals teaming together to be like, no, no, but I'm fighting for my brand. It's like, why? Why could you possibly care? But without the brand loyalty nonsense, you can just do, here's a match. Yeah. You two are fighting for the title and it's on... WrestleMania as opposed to TakeOver wherever. And it, and it would be a very, and I think it would be a very different idea, say Survivor Series next year, sorry, this year, 2020, would be very different to 2019 Survivor Series if NXT is involved because NXT would be more established. Because they're, the they're, the they're the winning team. And they're, they're the winning team, people, but also like the point of Survivor Series this year was clearly to shift people from Survivor Series to watching NXT. Completely. So all the Survivor Series matches were just like these are just our best ones. Yeah. And so it did it was like it doesn't matter if you don't like each other on NXT. It's just you're just their best one so you go yeah. in there and do the match yeah, yeah. because we want people to go they're amazing. I'm going to watch this thing. Um so I guess next year it can be a bit more like a long sort of party lines of yeah. you're a face, you're a heel so we're all going to put you together. And it doesn't have to be literally, we've just cherry-picked all of the best people. It is always mad awkward, though, because it's going to be on the same weekend as War Games again. Yeah. So, well, we'll see. We'll see when we get there. So quite a ways away yet. Matt Field says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, Chopper, Pete, El Fakador, Dave, Just Aven, Mr. Smackdown, Andy Datsun. Oh, my, there's a lot of you. Uh, the question I'm going to ask is about Britt Baker. Can't forget the DMD. She has all the talent in the world. There's no doubting that. But the way she's been presented is confusing. She's being talked about like a star by commentators. Is the number two contender, but is then the one pinned in the fatal four-way and the crowd doesn't seem to respond to her the way AEW are talking about it. I noticed there are a lot of boos uh, filtering through in the women's match last night, um, talking about this week as well. Do you think they are messing up her booking in terms of star power? Because the more she gets pinned, the more her star power diminishes. Thank you uh, for all your high-level content and happy new year to you all. So Britt is, um, I, I called her kind of like the, the Seth Rollins of AEW because they really do push her. It's like she is the face of this women's division, mm-hmm. but there are people that are just way more over than she is. Yeah. I don't think she's connecting the way that AEW wanted to present. But then again, like the whole point of being a wrestling promotion is you want to present people a certain way. So you're going to tell people we're presenting you this way. And if the crowd aren't buying into it, then the crowd don't buy into it and you have to rethink this. Yeah. And I think that they are starting to rethink the Britt Baker thing now because you've got her shouting down Riho on Dynamite this week saying like, you're never here. I'm here busting my ass. Seth Rollins comparison comes in. So... And they've got uh, Chris Statlander coming through. Exactly, like that, like. yeah. So she, she, so her storyline is she's been fallen by the wayside. The problem is it's also the same story they're doing with Hangman Page. Like yeah. I saw someone in the comments yesterday saying like, she should turn heel and join Nightmare Collective. And I'm like, we were literally saying this a month ago about Page. Page should turn heel and join in the circle. Mm. Like, so it's, I don't think you can, you've got to, you do it with either one of them. Yeah. You can't do it with both. No. I, just, I think maybe the women's division had slightly higher goals in Kenny Omega's mind of like, we're going to do this very sort of Japanese style women's the Joshi division stuff, yeah, and yeah. it's not necessarily got over the way that they probably hoped. So mm-hmm. it means that people like Britt Baker, who they're pushing as sort of the American side of the company face of the company. She's just sort of has fallen by the way. So, but then also they are just doing, I think sticking with the, the dentist thing is stupid. I think pushing that so hard, saying that all the time, having a dentistry themed finisher is dumb it's like <laughs> you don't see top guys in wwe with like goofy gimmicks it's uh, ollie's been saying it for weeks it's and very think, 90s WWE. and I, I think it is just like you know and like as much as she is a dentist yeah you don't need you could just mention that offhand and yeah. just be like that it makes her smart like yeah. and it does but she doesn't need to be like and that it is now my finisher yeah <laughs> Uh, Richard Jacques says, "Hey guys, with a new decade ahead of us, what would you guys like to see most? Uh, what would you guys most like? Try that again. What would you guys what most would... look forward to seeing? Or what are you guys most look forward to seeing from AEW and WWE by 2030? Whoa. So essentially, like, it, yeah, if by 2010, where would we wanted to have seen WWE by 2020? Here we are, 2020. What would you have liked to see from both companies by 2030? 2030. Good lord, that feels like too long ago, or yeah. too long away, rather. I think I, I would, going back to having talked about the ratings, I would like to see the ratings change for AEW and NXT specifically. I'd like to see them get higher ratings. I would like to see if if the if the content is going to remain the same as it has remained mm-hmm. on WWE side of things. I would like to see Raw and SmackDown's ratings drop. Yeah more in line with 
the actual quality of the programming that they're putting out there. If they're, if they're going to make it the same, but if not, I want to see them step up their ideas. I want to see them step up their game and make those shows good. Yeah. There, there is a version of a WWE-style wrestling promotion that is, you know, as sort of camp and kitsch as it needs to be, but is actually genuinely funny and well-written and well-made and still has good wrestling in it. Yeah. But at the moment, they only seem to be focusing on the the sort of like ludicrous storyline side of things and not really on the actual wrestling. Yeah. And there is definitely some version of it that does both. I would like to see the end of Stop Start Pushes in both companies. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I just... If, stick with something. Like, if, you, if you're trying to get something over, stick with it. I know yeah. we were just talking about the Britt Baker thing, but you, you can adjust. But don't just do the Cedric push of... Put you on TV for three weeks. No, you didn't get over. We're not putting you on TV ever again. Oh, yeah. Umberto career. No, you didn't get over. We're taking you off TV. But also, I think the idea of... I think you've got to adjust your idea of what is getting over. Because mm -hmm. your idea of what is getting over, they're quite often going, well, did, you know, did people turn off watching at this point? Or are people in the crowd booing? Yeah. People in the crowd are booing because they came to see Seth Rollins. You know, or whoever it was that was advertised to them. Yeah. Because that's why people buy tickets to things. Like, no one buys tickets to a gig that's a mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know you know what I mean? Like, it, it's that exact same thing. So, like, when it, you know, like, same reason most people don't go see the warm-up act of random stand-up shows because they don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, people were probably in the crowd going like, well, who's Humberto Carrillo? But if you give Humberto Carrillo enough TV time, people, push are gonna, people, like stars. people are going to start to remember that's who he is. Yeah. But it takes more than three weeks. Yes, that's it. I Yeah, if, from a WWE side of things, I would like to see them stop pushing them as the selling point. Mm -hmm. So WWE is not the selling point. The stars of WWE are the selling points. That's what I'd really like to see because that, that way it forces you to make stars. Mm -hmm. When you are pushing yourself as the, the brand, as we are the draw, you don't need to make stars because you're the star. Mm -hmm. Like the WWE is the star, but I'd like to see individual people be pushed as the stars that you are then paying to go and see. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. Another thing I'd like to see actually is pay-per-views become important again. Mm. The, the notion of like the pay-per-view being where the big blow-off like match happens the, the the title matches actually go down and i know that is where those things happen but they are treated as such afterthoughts because they're not bringing in the money anymore so like smackdown is bringing in the money for wwe really so yeah, like yeah. smackdown's the most important thing they're doing in mm -hmm. terms of business yep so and the saudi show yeah and the saudi <laughs> shows but that but that is that is the point isn't it it's like that's where all the sort of like let's do all the extravagant stuff goes into these things now and then Unless it's WrestleMania, nothing else particularly matters. It's all a bit sort of, well, we're just doing this because we had to put on a pay-per-view because that's kind of the tradition. Yeah, Brock Lesnar can win Money in the Bank because we have to do that match this year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I would like to see them. I'd like to see that matter. Uh, well, Daniel, <coughs> excuse me. Daniel says, "Hello, everyone at WrestleTalk. Greetings from Baltimore, Maryland. My name is Dan, and I've been listening to you all the way before King Chopper was a thing, and before Al Fagador fooled us all. I'm writing you all to ask you a question that's been bothering me with WWE lately, and I was hoping you guys could shed some light on the subject. I've noticed on some of the belts that they've changed the button on the <coughs> belts to Velcro." I was wondering when they first made this change and why. In my opinion, it kind of makes the belt seem cheap and less prestigious. Specifically, I've noticed the change on the Raw Women's title and the old IC belt. Thank you guys in your advance and your consistent consistency. Keep up the great work. Have they changed it to Velcro? I imagine that's just easier to get off. Yeah, put is back it on. PS All Hail King Chopper Whopper? I've never noticed on TV that they. I know they on TV they often have the the the, the house show versions of the belts. So like when um, I think it was Brock Lesnar would show up without his, his side plates on, and people were like, "Oh my god, this means that Brock's losing." It's like, no, that's no, just that's the prop belt. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's not the Brock belt. That's just the prop one because Brock didn't have the belt on him. Yeah, and Ronda I think had it a couple of times as well. But I've never seen the belts have Velcro on them. I'm, if you've got any examples in the comments, let us know. Mm. Um, uh, Lorenzo says to Luke can you let us know who will be doing the Friday shows each week in the community section on YouTube or uh, or in one of your videos earlier in the week just in case we have a question for that specific person no because we don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll like, it up as we go along pretty much like this us doing this video today was decided late yesterday mm -hmm. um, we don't really know who's going to do the Friday show until Usually Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes before we come Five in. Five minutes before we come in. Uh, and lastly, he asked, when it comes to in-ring performances, what WWE couples do you think is the best duo? I'd say Charlotte Andrade or Gargano LeRae. Alistair Black, Selena Vega. Oh, that's good. Because you've got Black's the in-ring work and uh, Vega is the manager. Yeah, but she's also great. Like, she's, I think she, she 
probably be quite a good single star. Mm. Um, I've seen her in Fighting With My Family. Yeah, I... I I think probably Gargano or Larray. I think your choice is probably the right choice. Yeah, I completely agree, yeah. Really, really good. Another email here from Scott Howard who says, Hey Luke, thanks for the heads up to email this to you instead of putting it in the community tab because he left it in Patreon. And I was just like, dude, I'm going to lose this. It's not a mailbag question. It's a Rusev, hey. Mm. Email it to me. Uh, anyway, he writes, Hello, Swaff Nation. I have a rather uniquely related Rusev I'd like to share with you. And be warned, it involves a rather off-color old gimmick. But history is history, right? So my biological great-uncle Kurt, the one on the right, was Kurt von Brauner number 1 of the Von Brauner Brothers, NWA Mid-American Tag Team Champions from 1957 to 1965. I got to meet him. Carl and Kurt were classic heels and used their German heritage as a gimmick during post-World War II America to get heat, and their manager was an orthodox Jewish man who would lay down the Nazi flag in the middle of the ring and they would dance around it. He also interfered in matches and hit the baby faces with his cane. I can only imagine the heat they got but I, I imagine it was nuclear as kayfabe was still alive in those days. Mm. My dad told me he saw Kurt wrestle at a house show when he was a kid in Jacksonville uh, but was more enthralled with the wrestling bear at the time than any of the wrestlers. I love hearing stories like this. Like Bob Holly, he, he, Bob Holly wrestled a bear in like his early wrestling days, mm. and he talks about this in his book. And I was just listening to a review of Kane's biography, and he kind of also helped someone wrestle a bear in Japan, and so so the guy could pr like practice wrestling a bear. Kane stood in for the bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best bit. But the, oh, I think the best bit of this is they decided to do this wrestling match with a bear in the middle of winter. Now, for any of you who are not, you know, not knowledgeable about bears. Bear au fait. <laughs> not bear au fait. Bears are not awake during winter. Yeah. So this bear was just really pissed off. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dragged him out of hibernation. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been eating all the grass and everything to form the bung. Like it, all yeah. the honey. Yeah, exactly. That's Silly like old bear. Poor bears. Uh, anyway, uh, my dad was adopted as a child by two lovely folks and had no connection with his birth parents. But thanks to my mum's sleuthing skills, we fast forward several decades later to find out uh, my dad's biological uncle is this guy. A bit of a stunner, eh? Now, I heard this story from my dad and met great Uncle Kurt a long time ago before I, uh, before I became a wrestling fan. I was inducted into wrestling fandom very late thanks to Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement of WrestleMania. And yes, Luke, it was incredible to be there live. You could have dropped a pin in that arena when the dead man got pinned. We talked about that on our Patreon podcast. But I'd be like, I would have picked that crowd to be a part of mm -hmm. for any show anyway all I know about wrestling as a child was that I had a great uncle who used to be a sort of wrestling Nazi and good lord I couldn't tell anyone that only after understanding the art form of wrestling and reflecting back on my memories of Uncle Kurt do I realise that they were just doing a job and playing the gimmick he was a sweet man a loving husband and wife uh, sorry a loving husband to his wife Joanne and was very kind to me and my folks when we visited them in 2001 and that man could still bench press over 200 pounds at 75 so I can only imagine what he could do in his prime really fight a bear. Um, this is a tidbit of wrestling family history. My creator wrestler name in 2K Games has always been David Brauner. To prove it and have Andy check the Wrestle League names in Season 2, you'll find that the Daddy David Brauner ranked very low at 518th place, Where because that's where I am. Dang it. Thanks for reading this. I hope you all uh, enjoyed a slightly related Rusev. Hey, happy holidays and an even happier new year to all you brave boys and Val over at WrestleTalk uh, till all are one. And there is a photo of the Von Brauners. Oh, wow. Uh, signed there, and there is a photo of our boy holding that photo. Oh, it's very lovely, and that's them celebrating. I'm assuming in 2001. Hmm, very nice. What a lovely little email that was. Um, it's not quite Alexa Bliss on a plane, but you know, it's, yeah, well, I think that might. I think Alexa Bliss on a plane may end up in our top five Russo phase of all time. Mm. I would like people to claim it's that a list. Film I'd watch. <laughs> I have had it with this. <laughs> Uh, right, well, let's draw this episode to a close then. Thank you all so much for your contributions and your emails. We'll get to more of those on next week's shows because uh, we've got Wrestle Kingdom this weekend. Laurie and Simon are doing the Saturday show. Me and Ollie are doing the Sunday show. And I believe Ollie and I are also going to do a full Wrestle Kingdom review. Uh, so we'll review both days. Probably just do the title matches yeah. um, or at least talk about them in general. And then we'll uh, and that will go with a podcast later on Sunday. Then we'll be back on Tuesday with the Raw review, Thursday with the NXT and AEW reviews. Uh, actually, Pete's doing the Daddy Smackdown review on yeah. Saturday. It's a busy old day. Yeah, you've got a lot of wrestling to watch. 
and a lot of listening to do. Oof, good luck. <laughs> Thank you all so God much for listening. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.